0: Really Riley? Really Riley. Really Riley? Really Riley. Really Riley. Really Riley. <laughs> Are you ready?
1: This is the Really Riley podcast. Woo! Hello, beloveds.
0: Yep. Okay, sir. Hold up. But, wow. Hi, friends. Well, I w- Okay, fine. You want to finish it. Go ahead. Let me hear you. Kill that intro. You would kill the Really Riley.
1: Go ahead. Let me Welcome hear it. Welcome to my wife's Really Riley podcast. All things real. All things Riley. My little corner of the world where I like to talk about.
0: Yes. Okay. <laughs> I love you, babe. But hold up. 20 years of experience over here. Calm down, sir. You, you. Yes, you are the master at most things you do. But you got to give me this one. All right? Anyways. Hi, beloveds. Welcome back to Really Riley. Um, yeah, this is my little corner of the world. You little asshole that I like to talk about all things real, Riley. That's usually the spiel I go through. Thank you very much for mocking me, y'all. This is one year of marriage. And this is why we're here tonight. Because I wanted to pop onto my podcast. I so sound like a TikToker just now. Ew. I wanted to pop on here. Anyway.
1: Find some background music.
0: Mm-hmm. Which song? <clears throat> all right. Let's not let's not go to different worlds. Anyway. Hi. I wanted to do this podcast tonight to celebrate Marshall and I's one year of being married. That is September twenty fifth on Sunday. Sunday. I got the date right. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Like I always mess up our our like dating anniversary because it's Janu- january January sixth,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then the engagement anniversary is the seventh of July. Right? Mm-hmm. Is that a bad sign that I've always been very into dates and with you and me, I'm not.
1: I mean, I think the most important at this point now is just the 29th, the 25th. Oh,
0: see? Mm-hmm. I'm never going to let you live that one down because you always make fun of me for not knowing the dates. Um,
1: well, I was thinking like 9, 25. Okay. It's been a long day.
0: <laughs> Whatevs. But, so we're just going to do the wedding anniversary now, right? We're not going to do like the date anniversary. Like, we are not, the, we're very ooshy-gooshy, but we're not those couples that are like, Oh, yeah, we were together six months, and so we're going to celebrate the anniversary still, but even though we got engaged after six months, so that would make sense for us. Anyway, it, you're right, it has been a long day. But I wanted to jump on here and do this podcast because a year seems very significant for us in marriage because people say that the first year is the hardest. Do you confirm or deny, Marshall?
1: I confirm with that.
0: Same. And I we say that in the sense of keeping true to the namesake, keeping it real with Really Riley. But I wanted to do this podcast a little differently. I wanted Marshall to kind of interview me, hence why he got all excited and was trying to do the interview. Um, I don't know what he's going to ask. Um, I don't know which way this is going to go. But as I said, I'm usually the interviewer of the relationship. I'm the one that really loves to like, talk obviously because i get paid to do it and i've got paid to do why are you cracking your knuckles Is this gonna do my scare should i be scared no, i'm
1: getting ready okay uh, i got some good ones all right i think
0: um i'm nervous now shit well no i am usually the one that's very vocal in terms of like my love language and communication and you're actually really good at it like with thought like when you were able to write it down and have a moment to compose it and process it as you say so I gave you a few days to do that because I wanted you to just ask these questions I'm sure I will have some as well but um,
1: I thought I was doing the question
0: you are I'm just Jesus Christ I'm just saying like after I might have some more to add or what have you because I have been doing this 20 years and I have to close the podcast out the right way. Oh, like you're the most OCD person I know So can you just let me be OCD about this? Mm -hmm. Good Lord. Like you're, it's so funny, y'all. I'm just going to side note for this. My entire podcasting studio is, it's our guest room, but it's like, it's our podcasting studio. It's the office that we have. He is so meticulous about every damn square inch that has to be right. And he set up this beautiful situation for me. So all of that is for nothing, sir, if I don't get the on-air product right. So just from me to you, my baby love. Anyway, before you start the questions... I just wanted to say, A, to you guys that are listening, thank you a million times over for the support that you guys have always shown, Marshall and I, because I'll say, even recently, there's been a few of you that have told us how much our relationship means to you, and it's at least stopped me from wanting to kill you. But in all in all seriousness, like, it does mean a lot that you guys have supported us so much because people can be haters, you know? Like, when, when you fall in love and whatever, like, they're happy for you at first and they want to, like, see it tear down, and that's... I've never felt any of that. Have you? No. So, there was that first. And then second, even though you're annoying the shit out of me right now, <laughs> I wanted to say I love you. I mean, it's it's been... A year that we've been a married couple and it literally did fly by. Um, but there's nothing else in the world that I am more sure that I should have done, was destined to do, would do eight times in this lifetime or the next over again was marry you. So I love you. I love you too. Okay. Are you ready with your questions? Gotta
1: get my phone fired up.
0: Okay. Yes. Fired on up. Like, I don't know why I'm, like, freaked out. Because you're, like, you are you have this, like, cheesy smile on you right now that only happens when you're either, A, about to say something really snarky or you've got, like, a secret. So let's hear question number one.
1: <clears throat> oh, God. Question number one. You've told me uh, you've been dreaming about the perfect wedding since you were a little girl. <laughs> How close was our wedding to that? Um, and was it the same vision you had then?
0: Oh, my God. Oh, ooh, I just got goosebumps. I don't know if I want to answer some of that. Okay. Do you want to scale one to ten, or do you want to break it down?
1: You can break it down.
0: Okay. Um, How close was our wedding to what I envisioned as a little girl? hmm That's hard. Okay. It was, like, aesthetically, like, you know, the big shebang and the big princess moments that I wanted and, like, the photos and the – cake and all of that i would say it was like a nine because it'd be impossible to have a 10 right because everything so, side note friends if you're getting married something is going to get fucked up like something is going to happen you're going to have a moment where you're going to be bridezilla. it's going to happen and it doesn't seem as big of a mountain after it happens so i'll say that because there was those things oh god do you want me to be honest with this i can't not be now That's
1: right really riley you all things real
0: uh-huh i think the only moment and you know this this is no secret no secret at all and you will never fucking live it down the only moment that i wish could have been different was i wanted that moment where i was at the top of the aisle and you looked at me and started crying like i wanted and even if it wasn't the moment that i walked into the church i wanted like that moment in some way shape or form Throughout the night. Because you have cried to me. You have cried over me. Like. And I know why. I'm going to let you explain that in a minute. Because I'm making you sound like a dick right now. And it's not that. It, it I, If there was anything. That I could have done. I would have envisioned to happen differently. It would have been that. Like is the dress what I would have envisioned. Back in the day. No. Because we've all heard the stories about that. But also the feeling was very different. It was way more than I ever would have imagined it because the thing, Oh, I just got goosebumps. The thing that sticks out so much in my mind was right before the wedding, like right before I was about to walk into the church to see you. I was probably going to throw up and that sounds bad, but like, I thought I would have been, like, just all about the pictures and fluffing and doing my lipstick. And People were trying to primp me, and I was like, get away from me. I just want to get to Marshall. I just want Marshall. I just want Marshall. I just want Marshall. That's all I kept saying. I just want Marshall. And I realized in that second, in those moments, that, that you are my comfort space. And I don't get nervous. Fuck. Being in front of a crowd and pageantry and, hey, I don't get scared of that. This was way more monumental than I ever thought in feeling that it was going to be. Um, I was so interested in when I was younger and we, you know, it's no secret that I was engaged before. Thank God that shit didn't work out. Um, I thought I would be way more into the pageantry of it than the moment of it walking down the aisle. I didn't fucking see one person. No, I take that back. I saw like a few friends, but like... I thought I was going to walk. I, I bitched at my mom right before, walk slow. Because she tries to pretend like she's like a New Yorker even though she hasn't lived there in 35 years. But I walk fast. And I was like, if you ruin this, like walk slow. I sprinted down that aisle. Like all the things that I thought were going to be like bothering me on the way up or the things that I would have been paying attention to. None of it. Like the vows to you and Lyric that you gave to Lyric, like your vows to me, my vows to you, like I almost couldn't talk. Like, that, we've said this about six times now in this podcast, like I talk for a living and I felt so much emotion in the words that I was saying. Then your vows came and I was, fuck man, like I've listened to it. you've seen the video a million times on Instagram people, at Riley Couture, if you want to check it out right now. But the crying was something that I really wanted And it was more than just, like, a a narcissistic thing. Because you didn't even cry when our son was born. So I'm going to let you explain that if you want to. Well, I mean, I was
1: misty-eyed for both. Yeah. So I don't don't know if, like, part of me at different times, like, just can't, like, access, like, the tears for it. But, like, I feel all the emotion. Like, yeah. it's, it's, like, almost, like, overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's... That's the I, cop in mean, you.
0: That's the way that you were raised. Like, I know that. You know, th- I I was actually upset with you the other night. And I <laughs> I tend to go to the, the irrational side of being mad. And I had said, I was like, you know, there's this picture of us. I think it's actually my profile picture on Facebook. That I look elated like you could my face could break because I'm cheesing so hard and you look like you're farting in the picture like you look you look like you're in pain but it it wasn't that you would just you get way more overwhelmed in those situations than I do because the pictures that came there and after that at the reception were some of my favorite smiles you've ever had
1: So I, I think it was being like extremely excited like, overwhelmed, like, I felt, like, elated and pride and, like, all these things at once, and then it's, like, all these people, and...
0: Half of which you didn't even know or had only met, like, four times. So
1: it kind of was, like, like, I felt it, like I could feel my eyes, like, you know, like, glazed over the entire time, especially with the vowels and then with lyric, but...
0: You felt it. I just wanted fucking tears. (laughs) So, I mean, yes, a nine. Like, it was all that I could have ever wanted and more. I I often ask you the question of, like, we spent a lot of money on that, you know? And so many people say, now that you have a house, now that you have kids and all this stuff, like, if you could have that X amount of money back, would you? And I was like, no. No. Especially not for me. Like, some people can say that. I'm sure you probably would have rather just done it on a beach and then whatevs, but... Oh, I um, don't regret any of it, none of it, because I know myself, and I would have regretted it if we didn't do it in such a big way, especially because of our story and because <laughs> I was a 40-year-old bride. I waited a long-ass time to get it right, so 9 out of 10. Okay.
1: You ready for Yes. Your follow-up question? Mm-hmm. So in dreaming about the perfect wedding, now being almost married for one year, what is different about being married than you originally thought?
0: Okay. Um, wow. I b- applaud my husband for these. I'm impressed. All right. So what's different about being married? A lot of people ask me this right after we got married. Like, does it feel different? And I've always said absolutely yes. Um, I have been through the gamut of relationships. Good, bad, meh. You know. Emotionally, physically abusive. Obviously, you want none of that when you're married, you know, and you pledge your life to someone. Immediately, it felt different right after we we're married. Like, immediately, like I, I okay, sorry, baby. I had an engagement ring before, you know what I mean? I always joke. It's not funny, kind of. I was like, well, I had a baby before you. I was engaged before you, but I've never been married, you know, but for some reason, I guess it's a good reason that i do that i am mrs w finally i'm your wife uh, like that felt instantly different like so what does it feel like to be married a year later um keeping it very very honest
1: well this one was for like as a little girl
0: like oh, okay. What was I? Oh, you're about to get to that then. <laughs> uh did, did, did you jump sorry, I'm going off my okay. So what does it feel like what I thought was gonna be a little girl to now? Mm-hmm. Look at you pulling the conversation back in. I've taught you a thing or two. Um, little girl, I thought I was going to be Cinderella, literally, and like run off in a stagecoach. So I got my big fat ring, I had my fairy tale princess wedding moment and I thought Everything would always just that was that was the like it, you know, everything was perfect after that. And I do still feel like a fairy tale princess without being cheesy about it, but it's different because it is very real. It is very, like, you, I, you know, I said to the studio the other day. Like, you always make a, such a big deal about celebrating me. Like, you do really try to make every day my birthday. Like, you do really try to, like, make me feel like a queen in all senses. Um, but I'm more realistic about life now. Everything is not fucking Skittles and Rainbows. And it'd be stupid to say that it was. I would be lying, you know. Like, Nick and Jessica, the newlyweds, you know, everything was perfect. And they're singing to each other. And they got divorced a fucking year later or two years, you know. So I would say it's I, It's both. It's a duality. Like, I am most certainly a princess. I am most certainly, like, your person and your, your queen. But it's funny that I use that word princess so much now, because now I think princess, and I'm like, ugh. You know? It's more like I'm, like, Khaleesi now versus Cinderella. There you go. There you have it. I'm Khaleesi now versus Cinderella. except hope you don't kill me at the end. What? Okay, next question. All right,
1: so this was kind of going on the train of thought that you were originally on. All right. Um, What are some of the biggest things you feel different about being married versus being engaged, or does it feel the same?
0: Okay, so that's where I was going with it. But um, we often say that we felt like we were married for like 10 years before we got engaged and or married, and that's funny saying that because we got engaged after six months, but we had— so many things, and I know that a lot of you are probably rolling your eyes because you've heard this story at nauseam. But you know, with your life changing surgery, miscarriage, you know, lots of family trauma dusting things up, relationships ending within both of us, you know, people passing away. Um, so it felt like a lot of the trials and tribulations that we went through as just girlfriend and boyfriend and then engaged because we were engaged longer than we were a girlfriend and boyfriend, um, it it felt, it felt like I thought we were married. I was so wrong. And I say that in a good way and a bad way because some people, and even when you're married maybe, like some people think of those times that, yeah, I can get through it, but you have the option to leave. No matter how much you love that person, and no matter how much you think that that option is not there in your head, at least for me, there is that one thing. And it's, it's especially poignant for me because of the fact that I had been engaged before twice. And I thought in those moments in that horrible person that that was forever. So when that snapped and that broke, there was something in my brain that always had that escape clause. Not that I would ever leave you. It's not that it was an active thing that I would do, but it was there subliminally. Because the first freaking gift I gave you was a candle that says, here's to keeping my shoes tied. Because whenever I would say, I'm always waiting for the other shoe to drop, you'd be like, nah. Like, and you said that from jump. Keep those shoes tied. So when the I do happened, that was the chemical that switched. Because it's like I always say to people on air, like, girl don't have sex with him. Because once you fuck him, there's a chemical that switches. It's not the same thing at all, I know. But it's like the minute I do happen, the minute we had our wedding rings, the minute it was like starting to change my name and like, holy fuck, I'm a wife. Like, and I took, it still freaks me out to call you my husband now. It's like, not freaks me out, but it's still, it still feels new even a, a year later. So, um, I also like, there's so much good and there's so much like weird realization when you get married. Like when the idea of the escape clause goes away, it's Beautiful and horrible in both senses. Bear with me, friends, because you're probably like, what the fuck are you saying? You met your Prince Charming and you're complaining. No, stop. I'm being real right now. Like, it's beautiful in the idea that I have never felt more safe. And I still have longings in life, but not for that. Like, I still have goals. I still have we, still have goals. But see, it's a we. It's like you have your soldier partner, whatever it is, there for you when the shit hits the fan. And I was so programmed even when I was in relationships before that it was just me. It was a very strange switch for me to need you. I hate that, but it's true because I used to always say I'm never going to need you. I don't need you. Me 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 if I can miss independent over here. But to have that switch of emotionally needing you to be my comfort space, to be my rock, for you to be the first and only person I want to talk to whenever anything happy, sad, catastrophic, exciting happens, that was really fucking cool. To be like, I have this person that is forever for me. There's no escape clause because I, I, I'm never the same in the best way possible after marrying you. Like, I am yours and you are mine. I said that in my vows and that stuck with me. There's no anything else ever. I've always said if it's not you, it's nothing. And it, I know you hate it when I say this, but it's like if God forbid we ever got a divorce, I would never get married again, ever. <laughs> Fuck that. No, never. Because no one will ever be you, ever. So you're stuck with me, so get over it. But in the like the horrible sense... When you fight when you're married, it fucking sucks (laughs) because there's no leaving. There's no
1: like,
0: and it's also, if I'm going to keep it really 100, it's a demon that I fight with to not threaten that out clause. Am I going too deep? A little bit, maybe? Keeping it real. I'm an asshole. And there are times when I get super frustrated and be like, we don't have to do this. We don't have to be together. Listen, I'm a spicy Latina and I admit it. I have thrown my wedding ring at him a couple of times. I know it's awful. Like, I, I mean, I like, I joke and you're smiling at me because it's like, I wonder if somewhere in the back of your head, you're like, bitch, go put it back on. Not that you would ever call me a bitch, but it, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know if you're phased by that because I hope somewhere in your heart that you would never think for three seconds that I would ever leave our family or you but post wedding when you fight or when the shit hits the fan it's harder you see what I mean when it's like beautiful and hard at the same time because no matter what we went through before our wedding which was a lot that would have broken most married people it's like you have to fight through it and you have to stick to it and you have to like keep things fresh because when you leave the wedding and you honeymoon, you have the best sex ever and everything is, you know, it is rainbows and skittles and sparkly for like this time of elation. And then you come to reality. I like reality though, because I before you lived in this world of. I pseudo-fame, you know, not really famous, but, like, radio where it's, like, big concerts and these big, grandiose things all the time. And my craving in life was always this beautiful little life that we have. Family and diapers and, you know, waffles on Sunday morning, all that stuff. So, did I answer that question?
1: hmm
0: <laughs> Did I over-answer that question?
1: Yeah, it, it, di- it didn't go into any other. Okay. So...
0: I like how he's schooling me right now. This is a crux with us. Go ahead.
1: Just driving the bus.
0: Oh my God. Stop it.
1: Do you think people are more in love with the idea of being married or actually having their person forever?
0: Shoo! You're good at this, okay, babe. Um, three years with me, one year being married, you coming out with a great questions. Say it again, let me let me get this right.
1: So do you think people are are in love with the idea of being married? Or actually having their person forever?
0: I think it depends on the person. And I will say that because obviously I was in love with the idea of being married first. Like my sister even said this in her vows. Like I, or in her uh, speech at the wedding, like I at four would sit in JCPenney and look at the catalogs that they used to have there and just stare at the dresses. My wedding band that I actually used for our wedding was a ring that like my mom we had some jewelry stolen from our house, and today I had some extra, like, money because I had some rings that were stolen. She said, what do you want to replace it? And I wanted this wedding band. And I, at eight, would go around and pretend that I was married, and, like, I thought, what better way, you know, <laughs> whatever. I always thought the wedding and the whole Mrs. was, like, this fairy tale, like they teach you and your kids. And this... This sort of sucks to say in front of you, my husband now, but I'm getting to a point of how different it is when you actually find your person Uh, and whether or not you really want that. My first engagement didn't happen the first time, and the second time that he proposed, I idiotically said yes. My best friend, who stood in our wedding, asked me, like, why? Why? why are you going through with this wedding? You know you're going to be divorced in a year, if that. And I said, well, if if at least I have the wedding, then it'll all have been worth it. Uh, Like, that makes me want to vomit. Do you know that girl at all? Like, no. what would you say to that girl? That's a whole other podcast. But, like, I bet there's some things you could say to her. So, finding your person is so much more... Fulfilling than any wedding could actually be. It's so much more meaningful. But it's also a lot harder. I'm not a person that ever gives up in anything. But the hardest thing for me to do is sit and believe and stay still in the idea that you really do love me with every ounce of your being. As much as I know you do. Innately in me, it's hard for me to realize that. And that can be an overwhelming feeling of pressure for some people because then you know you want to be your best, you want to be the best wife you can be. And it's work to be that because fairy tale wedding, shit, you could have an arranged marriage. You could go on, what is that fucking show where they go on a date and they get married like a month later? What is it? Bachelor. <laughs> You know, like it could be that and it's this beautiful, grandiose, pretty thing and you have your makeup done and you got this big old rock and that's it. But finding your person is as much work as it is bliss because I think if you do it right, yes, everything will click immediately. You know what I mean? Like you'll have the same values, you'll have the same love and all of that, but you ebb and flow and grow as people. You know, like if the goal is to be together for 40 years, fuck no, I'm not the person I was at 28, 29, 30, 31, even 37 when I met you. So I think people are way more sometimes in love with the idea of being married. And marriage isn't for everybody. And that's okay. You know, some people just want to have an open relationship or some people, whatever the fuck it is. Society's idea of marriage and what they tell you from little kid on up is most Certainly not what it is when you're married. And I love being married. I really do. I mean, I think neither one of us, because it sounds like I don't, right? I don't think... Kidding. Okay. So <laughs> I was like, oh my God. I don't think either one of us never wanted to be married. I think I was yours as much as I didn't want to admit it the second that I met you. Second I met you. Did
1: you know that? Never told me that.
0: Wow, well, shit. I did. I... I... Literally, like, you were too afraid to kiss me, so I kissed you. I remember I told y'all fuckers that chemical that switched didn't even have to have the dinghy in the vagina. (laughs) I probably shouldn't have just said that. Sorry. (laughs) That one kiss was all it took. That I was like, damn it. Yeah. So, I think it is 100%. I'm going on a tangent, sorry. Like, I think it's 100% that people want the wedding versus their actual person. But when you do find that one, It's pretty fucking cool. Next question. This is hard.
1: Just got two more. Okay. What are some of our biggest challenges and advice to anyone getting married soon?
0: Okay. E, I want your answer on this one too, I think. Uh, um, Some of our biggest challenges are fighting style. 100%. Because I am a screamer. I'm the yeller and I am the one that will not let it go. That's saying you have a dog with a bone, just fucking call me Puppy Riley because I can't do anything once I get to that level of needing resolution of things. And I am not a person that really takes a breath. I'm very impulsive. I'm very, like, I'm a very emotional person. And there's caveats to that, you know, because I love hard and I fight harder. Like, I love you more than anything or anyone. But I need that now, 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 now. Like if we're arguing and you're at work, I don't give a shit. It All day, uh, listen, you're going to resolve this with me now. And you are 100% not that way. You need to like take in, you need to process, you need to, you know, just take a breath and deal with it. But then in that same token, when it's something that's too overwhelming for you to deal with, you're okay with just sweeping it under the rug and kind of moving on, letting it go. I'm not that way. I won't have sex with you for a fucking year. If, if, <laughs> not true. Um, it's like I can't be anything for you, like physically, lovingly, whatever, until that thing is resolved. I am a very emotional person connected to my actions. And, and you're more methodical in it you're more like intelligently you know what i mean like a talent i'm a heart space person you're a brain space person
1: i, I try to act
0: you map things out you're ocd well,
1: yeah more like more on logic like i'll i'll feel all the emotion from it but i'm also an introvert by nature yeah like i'm an extrovert when i have to be and many people probably wouldn't mm-hmm. ever know that like i like to kind of just seclude and be on my own so
0: well, and I also think that's what makes it hard for me too, is because when you release those emotions, whatever they are, and this is weird to say, whether it's anger or whether it's like love and emotion, I'm addicted to it because of the fact that I'm one of the only people in your life that ever gets it all. I'm one of the only people that ever sees it all. Especially the loving side of it. Like you you're not like a, you were not supposed to be told me, like a super affectionate person with me. And, or with anybody before me. So then when I came along, you're, yeah, obviously we're lovey-dovey. People say it all the time. And then when we're not, you know, connecting and we don't get that, I'm like, but, but, you know, so I think one of our biggest challenges is fighting style. I didn't think that this was a challenge in the beginning because I wouldn't have dated you, got engaged to you, had a baby with you, married you if I thought it was. And we're working on it. But career challenges does hit us sometimes. And here's what I mean. You have never, ever not supported me. Not for one instant. Ever. You've never stood in the way of my career. You've propelled it. Like I told you, wanted to do a podcast. Two days later, I had like the most beautiful setup ever. So you propel me forward in that way. It's really me that has sometimes this complex because I have this really big career and then I'm with someone that I fell in love with you because you had that big career in your own right. You had your own shit, you had your own identity. And because I was alone for so long, it was just always all about me. And then because my career, like um in like the day-to-day, can be a little bit more demanding than yours. Not really though. I think we have this weird thing right now we're like scheduling because we have we added another kid in the mix that it's difficult for me to step back sometimes. I think it's also too because you propelled me so high and made me feel so important in my career and my aspirations that I have to sometimes dial back and be like oh shit okay hold on you know he is a very strong individual he's a very driven individual this is why I love him back it up girl so And I'm also seven, six and a half years older than you. So I had a little bit more time for this career upswing. And I think it's also going to be an onset challenge maybe when you go further and further. Because you will. That's just who you are. To to balance all that. And it's really just because we have kids. Well, like it's not a jealousy thing. It's like a ego. And I... You know what I mean?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I I I think ego's the root cause of like pretty much like 99.9% of things, right. but I think it's also a thing too where it's like because everything's so demanding and challenging and with the boys that with the timing of what we have to do, mm-hmm. there's never really like a full decompression time.
0: So when there's like 5 minutes to decompress, I by default am kind of like mine, you know, and sometimes because I I'm still obsessed with you. Like I want and expect so much. And 9.7 times out of 10, you give it to me. And then sometimes I really do have to step back and be like, he just needs that minute. Cause I think too, I'd hope that you are still obsessed with me as well. You can chime in here at any time.
1: I am. <laughs> and I mean like, I mean <laughs> even like, be, like, like being on the podcast and like watching you do your thing. You know what I mean? It's, it's a feeling of pride. I mean, like at any other events and stuff, when you're kind of just in your element doing your thing.
0: You're so cute. You know. What do you think our biggest challenges?
1: I mean, I think all those things kind of re- revolve around like the one thing too of just like communication, mm. being able to communicate, and I think that's kind of it's not just exclusive to marriage. I think that's right. in anything.
0: I think it's also, too, though. like, I talk for a damn living. You know what I mean? I'm so used to having whatever many thousand million people that listen to me a day. I'm used to commanding that audience. There is a very different person between Riley Couture and Mrs. W. You know, I am the same, <coughs> excuse me, the same person but not. But I still sometimes have to, like, slip out of that role and realize I'm wife at home. And, you know, I value your opinion and the things that you have to say and your wants and needs so much, but sometimes I do have to take a step back. It, you know, that's really the only challenge you can come up with. It's fine too. I'm, I'm, you know, like I'm cool no, if that I, is, but like.
1: No, I mean, I mean, I think it's definitely communication is kind of the thing because, you know, you'll feel like emotions or, you know, you'll try to act on logic, but you have to communicate that. I mean, everything mm-hmm. comes ultimately down to communication. So I guess the second point of the question is, what advice would you have for anyone getting married soon?
0: Um, it's hard to give that advice because <laughs> initially we were, like, running on all cylinders when we got married. Like, everything was there. Obviously, there's, like, the generic make sure you both want kids, you know. But that's also really solid advice because – When we first got together, if you remember, I was 37. I had a son. He was three and some change. And I was like, I knew, I knew I wanted to give you a child of your own. And you didn't care. You were like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, it's fine. I don't, you and lyric are enough. And I believed you, but I knew what you'd be missing. So that was like, no, I don't care if we have to do fucking IVF. Like, it's going to happen. But some people, like, you need to have the kid conversation, Javi. You need to have that plan of what you want. I'm not saying do that on the first fucking date, but at least, like, get a general sense, a general feeling. Because there was never that um, weird thing between we, uh, you and I. <laughs> we were talking about this the other day that, like, you never really asked me to be your girlfriend. You just kind of were over every night. And you said you are going to bring your shit over. And I was like, mm, okay. And then we are like, Facebook official, like, f- a couple days later. That was, like, our official, like, when are we making this? That's so cheesy.
1: Well, I mean, well, because I was, you want me to come over so much. And it's like I, I worked... You were 45 you know, minutes away. You and know, like, my house is, like, 45 minutes. Well, not not that long. It's, like, it was, like, 40. But, like, oh. Well thir- 30, 40. But, like, work was, like, 10 minutes away. So, it's, like, coming over, it's, like, I'm driving, you know.
0: I just want to give you props for the way you did that shit. Because it's, like, nobody, nobody, like, finagles me the way that you do. And you didn't even realize that at the time. There was no... Motherfucker, you didn't even f- ask me. I was just like, okay. You know, like, total fucking girl. So back to, sorry, I'm tangenting. But um, definitely with the kids, definitely like figure out like where you want to go. That seems so very generic. Um, Here is something that I'll say before you get married that I failed at for sure. And I don't love this, but I'm going to work on it. Um, And I'm going to really fucking try to not cry when I say this one. Um. Okay, I don't want to cry. I don't want this to be a sappy one. I would say, before you get married, get a notebook and think about, bear with me, I'm going somewhere with this. Think about all the things about that person. because God willing, you've known them for a minute or whatever, or you've seen the good, bad, and the ugly, and you're absolutely sure you want to be with this person. Sit yourself in a place where you can't stand them. Sit yourself in a place, bear with me, I'm going somewhere. Sit yourself in a place where you are just fucking furious. Make sure they're not around when you do this too. You have nothing distracting you and you have a pen and a piece of paper in front of you. Pretend that you were married. Pretend that, you know, all your dreams have come true and write down every single thing that you would say to them that would be horrible. Every single thing that you would be just so mean to say and you would never dream of saying after you're married, write it down. Because to me, I feel like it's almost like exercising that demon in a sense. And because <laughs> <laughs> when we were getting married, um, we, we had to sit down with our pastor and go through um a lot of different like a lot of different like uh, counseling or whatever. And they say like all the things that you're not supposed to say, like don't say those things that you can't take back. And, unfortunately, I've said some of them. And, even though you're so great at, like, passing the moment, and I, I will always come back and say that I'm sorry, um, there is, like, a little burn there that doesn't really... I always say like shattered glass is stronger when they put it back together, isn't there some like saying or whatever like that like a broken bone c- grows back stronger? Like, okay, yeah, that's true, but it especially for somebody that communicates for a living, don't say those things that you can't take back. Don't because, although I hope, and I know that you forgive me for some of the things that I've said, I don't forget this the the look at the b- in the back of your eyeballs like the of hurt that fucking sucks. Eh. You know, I, I try to forgive myself about it, but I also am very aware because I'm a person in my life that's been more comfortable in trauma than in comfort. You know what I mean? So it's almost a hard space for me to be like, whenever I get angry, I will go for the jugular and I don't have to do that with you. You're not my past. You're not those people before, but like, you don't think you're ever gonna do that. You think you think when you get married all of a sudden everything, Oh, we're gonna have so much respect for each other and our sex is always gonna be great, which it is. And then and then it's like it's so perfect and blah 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 blah, but it's not. And there is something that bruises when you when when you say those things that you, you don't wanna say, and I think there's something warrant like there's merit to like writing it down and it just being there and that's where it stays. Um and the caveat to that one, the advice I would say is learn, learn, really learn how to say you're sorry and make it mean something because it's very easy for somebody to say I'm sorry or when, you know, you say you're sorry and it's just like sorry and they just have to say, they, they have to accept it. Like it, oftentimes I will say to you, Marshall, uh, like I'm sorry, do you forgive me? And you'll be like, okay, yes. I'm like, no, no, no. You don't have to forgive me. But do you forgive me? Because I think that that gives the person the option to sit on it if they're really not ready to forgive you yet. Because then the forgiveness means something. And also, like with learning to say I'm sorry, that can't be your default either. Because it doesn't mean anything. If you just, I'm sorry, because you do this, sir. A lot of times, I believe, because I've thrown myself under the bus a lot, but this is a marriage and there's two people in it, you say I'm sorry as an escape, not because you actually mean it, because you're trying to end the argument. And you know that that'll be like, fine, I'm sorry. I'm the person that gets pissed and screams and whatever, but I will go into my corner and when the demon has been expelled and I'm back to my lo- your loving wife, I will come back to you and be like, fuck, I'm sorry. Like, that was shitty. I'm sorry. You don't do that. <laughs> like, once the moment is over, you would be like, I'm sorry, or whatever. Like, there's there's not a whole lot of moments that you'll come back around to it because you kind of just want to hump, get over the hump. So do you see what I mean when I'm saying, like, learn how to say you're sorry in a dignified way that's not groveling, but that really makes an impact. that really means something. I agree with that. Yeah. It's like, well, I mean,
1: I think for me in that moment, and I know you don't like it, Like, it's never my intention not to give you or do or say or whatever what you don't want, you know? So it's, like.
0: I know, but I say this back to you, too, that it's, like, I know that it's not your intention, like, but that doesn't, it doesn't dissipate the feeling in the moment. Like, this is also another caveat of, like, you know, being married and the advice that I would give, like, you have to learn people's, like, triggers, and don't press on those triggers because then you're going to get a bullet. You know, that's what happens. Pull a trigger, you get a bullet. And again, that's another one of those things that when you constantly pick up people's triggers, you're going to change them. Remember I was talking about the ebbs and flows in a marriage? Sometimes you can ebb the wrong way, pushing people hard enough. I've often said this to you too, even though you hate it when I say this. This We have to work at this together because yes this is forever but the feeling isn't forever you know what i mean like the the that one thing at your core that makes you you as a couple you can blow enough holes in it that you've got swiss cheese and there's nothing fulfilling about that i like swiss cheese but not in my marriage well yeah,
1: i mean that's what we say like in firearms like you know if you fire a bad shot like you can't get that round back you know it's the same thing with words so yes like, once, ouch once yes have to use your mouth you know you can't pull that back in
0: you know, this makes me sound like an asshole, but, you know, I am lucky enough that you you see to the heart of me and you see the trauma that I've experienced in my life and my childhood and growing up. It's not an excuse. But if there was an excuse, it would that would be why.
1: Like, I don't want you to view it as an excuse. I think it's an explanation for okay, yeah. things that, you know, we're working on. The root I mean? of it, like, yes. Because I think if it was an excuse, then there wouldn't be, like, any any need or want to, like, work on it versus, like, you know, this is the reason why and I'm working on it. So. Y'all,
0: do you see why I wanted him to ask the questions? Because when you get him in a certain comfy space, he starts saying all this fucking knowledge bombs. It's amazing. I love you. Um, but yeah, let's see what other advice. Um, You might get shifty about this shit, but I'm going to say it anyway <laughs> because you don't like it when I get all dirty. Not dirty. <laughs> not dirty. Good God. You are a little bit more shy than I am about, you know, stuff. Um, keep it sexy, friends. I'm not gonna go graphic, but you have to, you have to connect in that way. Because if that ain't there, like I've always said to Marshall, and I'll I'll, I'll keep it PC, babe. But I'm like, if you don't have me up here, meaning my pointing to my head right now, the heart and down there, no, the Sahara Desert. If you're not okay with me up top in the brain, uh-uh. what did I go too far? I'm painting a picture. I just mean that like all too often when you have kids or whatever, you get in this rut, like make a fucking, like figure it out. Like go Kama Sutra, swing it, go, go to a sexy class, go reconnect in whatever way that you have, you can, because most people could say, oh my God, you've only been together for a year. And you could ever think that they're, no, we're not banging every single night because that'd be unrealistic that we have two kids and we get up at three o'clock in the morning. However, comma, the connection that we have there is something I've never felt before and it's precious and you have to feed that. Is that PC enough for you?
1: Yes. I agree. <laughs> well, I mean I think I think what I would say and something that, you know, is difficult with the schedules and the boys and stuff like that and childcare at times, but like I would say communication being number one. And I think the second, kinda like how, you know, we'll tell people, you know, you have to have a life and hobbies and stuff like that outside of the job. Mm -hmm. So, because, like, mental health-wise, like, it'll destroy you. Um, Law enforcement, that is.
0: You're bitching at me for going off on a tangent, uh, 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 but I'm uh, uh, talking about sex and then you're talking about law enforcement.
1: No, 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 let me finish. Oh, you have a point, okay. I have a point with this. So, like, just, like, with that, like, have other things. Like, in a marriage, you know, when you get into, like, the daily routine of, like, Work And it's, like, the boys practice and getting lunches ready and dishes and dinner and all the other stuff have things that are still, you know, the core reasons of, like, why I fell in love with you and all those things that are still, like, our hobbies and our things to do outside of that, you know? So, it kind of...
0: So, if those things are intact, then the the time will be intact, is what you're saying?
1: Yeah. Like, because those are the times that like you really connect at that level. Oh, so you
0: have like, to like still do things yeah. that you are attracted to that person. Yes.
1: That's, that's what I'm saying. Like you need to have a break from the day to day whether it's like Well,
0: I will honestly say like it's like in this last year and this sucks to say, but since our little mini moon, we didn't even get a full on honeymoon because childcare be expensive and we had a 6-month old baby at the time. But in the times that we were able to break away, I was like, "Oh, fuck, man, I love this guy." Jesus, like, when we just had moments to breathe and be, like, I can literally, like, (laughs) what were we watching? Like, the ID channel when we were taking a nap on our little mini moon, and it's, like, the most unromantic thing ever, but I was, like, fuck yeah, like, I was spinning my wedding ring around my finger, and I was, like, this is perfect. We don't need a whole lot, I don't think, me and you, like, yeah, we like to eat really good food, and, like, we've gone on a couple of trips, but I just, I don't, you know, even for our anniversary trip this weekend, you know, we've we're going to go stay at a really cool, like you know a hotel like that we're going to stay at the InterContinental in DC like we've never wanted to run DC together but i don't care like i just want to be with you and like when you start losing that space do whatever the fuck you can to get it back and immediately because love don't don't get mad at me for saying this like love in its like definition is there forever, you know, when you commit to someone and that's your person. But the feeling and the elation and the physicality of love is not forever if you don't feed it, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it takes action, if that makes sense. Yeah,
0: all day, every day. I mean, this is the thing.
1: You're Obviously,
0: you're the most beautiful man I've ever been with in my life. You're a fucking bodybuilder. And there's something about your mouth. I'm going to stop. But if I'm pissed at you and I'm not there with you, I'm not looking twice. I wouldn't look at anybody else. But you see what I'm saying? Like, I would hope you think I'm that. That, that.
1: You are. Well, And those leggings today. Shut
0: up. Aw, look at him. You're so cute. I love it when you're like this. Um, But you have to feed it. Um... I didn't, like. I'm not thinking of any other advice. Like I think that's. I, I know that sounds like a little generic, but I hope I went as in depth as to the why.
1: No. <laughs> so we're going to end on a a high note. Okay. Uh, for the last one. What are some of your favorite highlights of this past year?
0: Oh wow! Okay. So,
1: uh, closing out on. On a high note, positive note.
0: Oh my! Um. Okay. Uh, this is a random one. Uh, one of the highlights was when I got my social security card with your name on it because it was very important. It was like a fucking snafu too because the first time they got it wrong, it was very important to me to move my last name to my middle. I didn't want to hyphenate it. I wanted my last name to be Mrs. W. I wanted it to be your last name and not like some modified version of it. I'm old school and probably that and only that I wanted that. And uh because I wanted to move my last name to my middle because my son still has that last name. Lyric does. Um but getting that in the mail was like damn. Like what the fuck? Like this that's real and it like it made me feel really proud to like have that. Because I'm not a traditionalist in a lot of things. Obviously, I did my life so fucking backwards. It's not even funny, but I definitely wanted that. Um, So that was a highlight. Oh, my God. There's so many. As much as I've, like, sat here and talked shit about all the went-went, like, there's so many good things. Um, When we went to Puerto Rico, as much as that fucking trip was, ugh, in so many ways, I was sick and whatever we've talked about that part you can listen to that podcast as a couple back if you want to um there was a moment that I will not go in depth in because that was 100% still just for me and you but we connected in such a way that I will never forget it I'll never forget the smell of the sea I will never forget the way the stars looked I will never forget the way that you touched my face I will never forget the things that we said and the way that we were so fucking in sync after a little bit of time of not being. Like, it really reignited really my reasoning for wanting to be your wife because we had been going through some really fucking shitty times. Times after I had said some of the shit that you don't say. And you said the most perfect things. You told me that I said the most perfect things. And it made me realize that no matter, literally, it's it's fun to say and it's cute to say, but no matter what we go through, there will be some way, somehow, if we both work at it, to get back to a space where we're me and you. Nothing else. Not Riley Couture's husband, not the Fit Miss Marshmallow's wife, not, you know, mom and dad, but me and you. That will stay with me forever um the other highlights are kind of like a a compilation of a few things because I didn't realize this but there's been a couple of times this year that you've taken me out of my comfort zone that I didn't even realize because I'm you know I'd like to say I'm pretty game for anything and like adventurous but you know there's been a few times like take our our mini moon for example (laughs) Like there was this stupid fucking dingy ass little rowboat, and I'm like not about the sea. Like the I grew up in Florida, but I don't. I'm not a person to want to go in the water. And this one fucking flip of this, and I didn't have a fucking blow dryer to fix my hair. But I was like, I just get in the damn boat, Riley. Like, and it was so serene. It was like breathing in all that we had just done, and I like seeing you that happy and that calm because it's not often that we are chill like that but i love seeing you that content and i think that that one action that i did that was getting in the fucking dingy ass boat made you happy and content um and it's obviously been seeing you grow further into a father with Malin because it's the most beautiful relationship I've ever seen in my life. Like we've done the podcast on him being born, but like the way that like he'll turn into you sometimes, well shit, I love him so much, but you know, the way I see you blossom even further to like, you know, you went with Lyric from, like, the little adoration baby stage to, like, actually having to, like, discipline and be a father and, like, do the hard shit. That, like, seeing both of those relationships foster and looking at the life that we are continuing to create, it's it's really cool. What about you? I'm I'm going to ask you that same one. What are your highlights?
1: I think... <coughs> got. I, I really didn't come down from, like, the high of the wedding until, like, after the mini-moon. So, it was, like, kind of...
0: Post-wedding depression is real, but we're trying to stay on well, a highlight. It
1: mm. For me, it wasn't, like, a depression. You know, it was kind of, like... Well, you didn't have the Cinderella complex I did, but... Well, I guess it was, like, when we left, like, nanny's there. We're out the door, kind mm-hmm. of just driving out. It was kind of, like, trying to fully digest, like, the wedding. And yeah. like, that, and then... Just getting out there, and it's like I don't wear jewelry. Mm-hmm. Like I have my my Apple Watch, and that's it. So, like having the ring on and going out there was kind of like the first time. Like it really like sunk in for me that I was like, um, I was gonna yeah, I was gonna say the kayak, <laughs> but really, kinda, really, yeah, you I didn't mean,
0: just say that just because I said that. No, I was Aww. I was
1: thinking that I was kind of like everything on it, you know, because we were we were able to like really completely detach from not just work, but like you know social. and kind I of didn't touch thing. my phone for like two days. You know, kind of everything, so I think that was really important, and I think you know, that was kind of like the first highlight of many, and then it was kind of like...
0: I love so much each, that you said that.
1: Well, like each holiday you'd go through, it was like the first, like being like married, and I guess like the way because <laughs> by no means, and I'm going to preference this, is like marriage, anything comparable to like what I'm saying, but it's kind of like you, it's like Living on your for your own the first time is like being engaged and like having your own place and that kind of stuff, but like you don't own it. Mm-hmm. But like marriage is kinda like you own that, you know what I mean? So
0: I um oh, babe. Sorry.
1: So it's kinda like all all the first stuff. Um like Puerto Rico. It, it it's it's really not so much just like big events, but just kinda like different times, just daily routine that you, you know the
0: memories yeah Uh, like it's hard to like separate them because we're we're people that like to do shit fast and like all these big things happen really quickly but it has been a year and it's only gonna get better fuck I pray it doesn't get like worse for a little bit like I know that things get hard but it's just like There's been some doozies. There's been some doozy months. And it wouldn't be real if we didn't say that. I would marry you again tomorrow. I wouldn't spend that much money on that again. But I... When I go to sleep at night, I feel very lucky to be your wife and the mother of your kids. Like... The... A relationship that we have is the most precious thing I've ever had. And I can honestly say that, you know, even over my children, bear with me, our children, it's, I'm their mom, you know what I mean? There's no, like, separating that, there's no love. Like, you know what I mean? That's It's different. You created them inside of you. I lost my asshole for one of them, so I'm going to love them until eternity, but with you and I, it is... This choice that we choose every single day. It is not always easy. And sometimes the most easy thing in the world. And I really like being your wife. I love you. I love you too. Well. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. <laughs> All right, you guys. I hope we didn't make you puke at any point in this. Maybe I did. Maybe we did. But I hope that like you can take something away from this that uh inspired you or like Made you question things or see things differently or made you excited. I hope it wasn't all shitty.
1: No, I think there's a lot of stuff that's relatable. I mean, yeah. it's like in a classroom, if you ask a question, it's like one person asks it and everyone's thinking it. So
0: you are so smart. I love you. Um, yeah. but obviously, as always, because I couldn't end the really, you want to end it, Marshall?
1: Yes, I do want to end it. Oh, so I always say there's something you don't know when something. Is coming that she. First know. of
0: all, first of all, not nah, ah, ah, ah. Let's get it right, sir. That's my saying. I grew up with that, and I taught you that. You stole it from me. Let's be real here. Admit it.
1: She did. But mm-hmm. I tm'd it right now. Right. So, um, something's coming, and you can share it with them on your social later. So, close out on that. You can give them all the socials.
0: Wait What? What do you mean? What do you mean?
1: Your anniversary gift you don't know about. I have no idea about.
0: Damn you. What do you mean? Uh, so now you can tell him uh, to follow okay. you on your socials for everything. He's slick, isn't he? Oh my God. Maybe I should let him take control of the podcast more often. No. <laughs> Once a year. Maybe. All right, you guys. If you want to hit us up, any questions, comments, concerns, usually Marshall's pretty good about the DMs, but if you have any questions for him, either hit me up or you can hit him up at the Fit Marshmallow. Spell it. I can never do the marshmallow one.
1: Like, artist, Marsh, and then M-E-L-O.
0: The fit marshmallow. Um, or you can go to my page because he's tagged in the fucking bio, which yes, I'm that gross. We did that. Um, tattoos are next. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's another podcast. Um, at Riley Couture. R-I-L-E-Y-C-O-U-T-U-R-E. That's Instagram and Facebook. Snapchats at Radio Recon, even though I don't really use that. Don't really use Twitter anymore either, but it's Riley Couture 5. And uh TikTok is Riley Couture 7. Guys, I love you so much for listening. Seriously, I do. As much as Marshall joshes me about that, like y'all, listen, literally, like give me so much in life, give us so much in life. You know, with the support and listening to this podcast because it's kind of my baby, um, and giving me and Marshall a lot of times the chance to connect. It it really does mean a lot. Um, so thanks for listening. It's really Riley.